Hey, yo, what's up? Welcome back to the Gotta Be Good Pat podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Blizzy Tunes. We got the other host over here. Buddy. And our special guest today, we got Munchie in the building. How you doing, man? What's up? Let's fucking go. So, quick introduction on Munchie. He's, uh, he, he accomplished something I, you don't hear a lot in the music scene. Um, basically, he sold out his first headline show at the hideout, which is that room right above the poorhouse. So that's a pretty big deal, especially from someone you don't hear much about. Oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, tell me a little bit more about that night and what, what went into it, how you got it set up, promotion, marketing, like how'd it go? It's uh, yeah, it's, it's a crazy story um, because like the whole thought process of like doing a show mm-hmm. um, never really kicked in until uh, one of my buddies actually, uh, he moved to Houston. And uh, he met some promoters over there and basically he was like trying to get me on the lineup over in Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his first initial thing that he asked uh, was if, if this guy have like an EPK. Right. Which is like a like a, a portfolio for DJs and stuff. Yep. Something to, you know, uh, prove that you can bring people in. Exactly. So like an EPK is like basically you were create a website of all your biggest accomplishments, your, your what you DJ, how much money you brought in, how much tickets you sold. Mm-hmm. Yep. How is the um, this venue that's on top of the poorhouse? Because I didn't even know there was one. It's it's pretty. Uh, it, it's always been there, but it's like uh, it's kind of low key in a way because there's there's a couple of entrances to get to the hideout from within the poorhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and the big thing to that is there's like a special bookcase entrance that you can really pull the door, like the library. Yeah, thing. it's like yeah, the library yeah, door, yeah, yeah. and yeah. then. I've always been curious too, but is the poorhouse and the exchange like owned by the same people? Uh, Since it's like the same building, it's the same building, but I don't know. Well, just because like when I worked at Skyway, like they had all these venues, like the Loft and Studio B and all that, and Barfly and Marusos, and it's all owned by the same people. So oh. I was just always kind of wondered. Maybe it could be. Yeah, could be. I, I think the hideout is part of the poorhouse, so okay. I think at least they're owned by the same. I wouldn't gotcha. know about exchange, mm-hmm. but yeah, that guy asked you for your EPK. Yeah, yeah. So like my EPK. And then basically, I was like, okay, I, I really need to start doing shows because it's like I've been doing this for almost 10 years, like, yeah. you know, typical bedroom DJ type of stuff, right? <laughs> and um, so I reached out to my friend, and she, she used to work a lot downtown bartending. Okay. So she knows a lot of people, um, especially with the, um, I think she's like the CEO for Pearls. And she reached out to her um, asking if, hey, can my friend do a show here? So she got back to me and she said, hey, good news. You're confirmed for a date for a show. And Damn. I was like, okay, cool. You know, I got that checked off. I have a, a date for my own show and all that, you know. And then, you know. You go into marketing straight from there. Yeah, pretty much. Because this, yeah. this is all a new game for me. So I was like, I don't know what to do first. Do venues like help out like with the marketing like for the show and the promotion? Do they help you out? Like the venues normally? I think it depends because in, in my situation, um, I went through a, a, a different ticketing company. Okay. Whereas Poorhouse or and, and or Hideout, they have their specific ticketing company that they are contracted with. Um, and then with that, there um, obviously they will do more in terms of um, promote or market the gotcha. event. Uh, you know, because if you go to like a site and then you click on the link, mm-hmm. it brings over to the ticketing site. Yeah. But my case here, it was from like another third party. Was site. Was it AXS or one of those, or was it yeah, Eventbrite? Uh, yeah, I think it was like Ticket Spice. Ticket Spice. I heard of Ticket Spice before. Yeah, they're pretty decent. And then basically, you know, I, 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 I my option was this: is uh, okay. Now that I have a show, um, how I'm gonna, how I'm gonna sell tickets? 
Yep. No, I can go to the route where like, oh, you can just Venmo me and then you're in. Or I can, you know, keep them more professional. Yep, get an email, yeah. you know, email, get your barcode. I don't mind doing the cash app thing though. Or no, the Venmo thing. It's smooth, but I feel like it could get complicated, you know? Well, because like what if you don't have Venmo or Cash App or anything, you know what yeah. I mean? But Yeah. Well, for for my point of view, it's it's uh, I like the whole organization of it. It's just to keep everything all professional. One, one site, professional. Yeah. Um, and to check my tickets. Yeah, so. they do ticket tracking. And what else, what what else can you see on the other side of that end? Like besides ticket tracking. Um, ticket tracking, and then just you know, like age probably demographic. Demographics, like just pretty standard stuff. Yep. You know, the time of day when which people buy the tickets and stuff. What time of day did you see the highest peak in ticket sales? Um, it would be the, I think it will be the the, uh, within the first week. You know, obviously all the homies. Yeah. Popped in to buy it there. Um, and after that, just word of mouth. Yep. Um, but at first, you know, I was like, um, we, we came up with the idea of like, hey, let's do like a promotion, like a, like a, like a sweepstakes type thing, right? Yep. Where if you get comment, tag, like, you know, all that stuff on, on social media, then basically, you, you know, you're entering to get, you know, get free tickets mm. uh, on, on a certain date. So we did that. And then knowing how people work, they tend to wait for that first so they can score free tickets before actually buying their own tickets. Mm. Um, so we announced that and then like I said, more word of mouth can it be and then like, oh, Matt's doing a show. Why don't you come? And you know, it's just to my surprise, um, seeing people from other states, you know, that that's crazy. That, moved out and that yeah. gave me a amped up. How how far do they travel for that? So I had people from Chicago, yep. uh, people from Cali. Uh, I supposed to have people from Atlanta, mm-hmm. people from Iowa, um, and Damn, Cali's crazy. So you had homies that flew back for your first headline set. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome, man. Those are some real homies. Yeah, and sure. my, my 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 family too, um, mm-hmm. which they don't tend to go out as much. Right, you know, they're more local for sure. And and I'm pretty sure, like I remember you saying you guys sold out before doors open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, How many days? Before? Uh, it was about like a week. A week. So nice. yeah. So basically. Um, when I was approaching the month of the show, um, I noticed that, you know, tickets are getting up and up and up and up, which was like awesome, right? Mm-hmm. But another thing came to mind is like, okay, if I did sell 200 tickets for the show, then I'm worried about the type of environment it's going to be because I don't want it to be like us in, like us, like, uh, in sardine cans, you know? Right, like, yeah, um, yeah. Sardines in the can, yeah, can't, too tight. Can't move and basically yep. you can't dance anywhere. Yep. So I was like, okay, let me, let me cap it at 150 initially and then market that sold out yeah right? so a capacity is 200 yep capacity is 200 and then you okay so that's pretty cool that you considered like the experience mm-hmm. yeah so yeah when i marked it for 150 um and posted it the sold out flyers yep. that's when it, it blew up even more because like yeah okay, now it's sold out now it's exclusive yeah like, and how can i get in this event pretty, yeah pretty yeah. much it's and funny like, that people think like that honestly yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's like you could have got the ticket way before it's like part that, of the chase you know what i mean like it's yeah whatever way it's like people want, want that clout you oh, don't yeah. want to be in that event that sold out yeah yeah it, hypes it up you know the fomo type of stuff right mm-hmm. oh, exactly and yeah and then from from you know from after that people started reaching out to me dm me asking oh. me for tickets and you know so forth and you know, like so you had 50 extra tickets to hand out just by like invite only type. Did you use any of those? Yeah, yeah. So you basically, um, the, the 50 tickets, um, uh, one of my homies sent me up. He immediately wanted 20 tickets. Okay. So we went up to 170. Did you mark those up? Yep, yep. Hell yeah. So basically what I did here to, to keep track of those ticket sales is to um, technically open up more 
more availability or more tickets online because mm-hmm. I can choose a, a, an option to limit how many ticket sales you have. Yeah. So I push it to 170 and then obviously they bought the tickets from that point on. Uh-huh. And then it's just all the people wanted to come in and just reach now. I'm like, okay, just do That's freaking awesome, man. Venmo me and then I'll, I'll mark the ticket and I'll send you the QR code. You know, that's yep. it. So, so now, so now business aside, let's talk about that night. Cause like you, you, I'm sure you had to show up early, get set up, get ready for like what you were already expecting to be a crazy crowd. Mm-hmm. How did that go? Yeah. So, uh, when I got there, um, the, the first thing that I had to do was pretty much drop off all the production equipment. You know, line, yep. um, decks, visual decks, and yeah. all that stuff. There, um, they had a sound guy hook all that up, or did you hook that up? Uh, I I did most of the production setup. Mm-hmm. The sound guy, because it, it's pretty much just a plug and play type of thing where you yeah. just plug in the DM, DMX cords into the the mixer, right? Mm-hmm. And then for the lighting, it's um, we opted or I opted for the um, the gig bar stands where they're more portable, mm-hmm. uh, and they have like a built-in sound feature mode where it just triggers space up up music, right, right. Uh, because I originally I wanted to have a uh, like a line tech guy mm-hmm. or or someone supporting someone the, co- someone controlling the shit yeah with the yeah. visuals but unfortunately you know you know me going through the entire process of marketing and 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 trying to figure out you know how I want the visuals for the show to, to be mm-hmm. um, it was it was a bit too late because they were already booked for the week okay. I think there was like a uh, like a summer camp festival mm-hmm. right which it was but going on on that same day with another um, uh, Lucati. I think, dude, I I was uh, opening that night for Lucati. Yeah, I think right. I, I think I remember you you, yeah. you told me that yeah, too. So went there, set up the the music, the uh, productions. Um, it was fairly simple, but yeah. you know, I was just trying to figure out you know where the best spot for for the lights to hit the you know the dance floor and like so. that. And then after that, um, uh, I wanted door door uh, doors to be open at nine thirty, so. Um, it gives people more time to come in to see the the first act, the opener. Yep. Who 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 was that? By the way, I forgot. Was it Vince? Yep, it was Vince. Vince was on the lineup. Who was on the lineup, real quick? So Doors was Vince. So it was just uh, Vince and then uh, uh, John Johnny from Leaking Metal. Johnny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike wasn't there. No, he no. he had to go to uh, I think Bonji Waters for that for that weekend. Oh yeah, yep. So yeah, so Weekend Bender, but just Bender, mm-hmm. uh, Vince, Bender and then for sure. and then and then you Munchie, three people yep. on the lineup that night. Yep. So you DJ for two hours. So uh, we we originally gonna well, was gonna do um, I think an hour fifteen a piece hour fifteen a piece but then they wanted they wanted me to have a longer set time to yeah. the closer yep so I went from hour hour to hour and thirty for me yep um and yeah uh, I think the biggest thing that I had to do when I got there was just to manage everything yeah. because like did you make a good call on the capacity like headcount oh yeah I think? yeah perfect I, I think it was a perfect amount of people you know it, it was like you know let alone it's all, all the friends and, yeah and, and like anything edm like show wise we like like our space you know what yeah, i mean absolutely yeah, pe- people like to dance and shit you don't want it to be like a hip-hop show you know what i mean mm-hmm. getting all rowdy yeah hey uh by the way quick side note so uzi was last night hoodie was there i was there yeah tell uh what was the crowd pretty popping was it pretty late it was crazy? pretty popping it was an all-ages show so yep. it ended at like 10 30 but it was still pretty fun yep he played like a lot of his new album, but then he played like last hour or some throwback. So you you you've been to any, time. any hip hop concerts or nah, just straight up? Not for a while. Yeah. I mean, like I went to festivals where there's like hip hop artists. Yeah, that, right. that, like before last night, I hadn't been to like an actual hip hop show like that in probably four or five years. Uh fucking! You were at Zoo though. I wa- I wasn't at Zoo. You weren't at Zoo. No, I, wasn't I swear at zoo. I saw you at Zoo. 
No. I, I, Vince uh, was there. Vince was there. Yeah. All the homies was there. But yeah. I didn't go to the zoo. I think they yeah, mainly he, went for um for uh Noizu. Noizu, yeah. Dude, so that that was like the best show ever. Was it? In my opinion, yeah. Like the overall show, overall best show, show of all time. Of all time I've seen at the Armory ever. Really? Yeah, bro. Wow. Ever in my whole history of attending Armory shows. That that's including Excision, Subtronics, that's including Subtronics, Subtronics. That, I'd no, say it probably is, I've seen the best show. That's your best show. What's your I What's your so. favorite best show you've seen so far at the Armory in your whole life of going to the Armory? Um, I don't know. I I, I may be biased because uh my favorite DJs are Zed's Dead, so. Probably, I went to a Zed's Dead concert there and it was pretty good too. Yeah, it's probably one of their shows because I've been. Do you remember like shows. that like Aztec looking jersey they were selling? Uh, I can't recall. S- super but. bright, a lot of colors. Definitely cop that when I was there. You got to like one hundred twenty bucks on it. The only one that I've gotten was the um the Northern Lights one when they mm-hmm. released the album. That's a that's a good album. Yeah. Um, I, I saw you made a uh, Zed's Dead like tribution playlist. Yeah, yeah. So that that it's it's a tribute to my favorite DJs, um, and it's something that I always wanted to do. You know, like like going uh, going through in my head, like okay, like what what you know, what's the next mix I'm gonna do since I wasn't doing mm-hmm. shows at the time. You know, yeah. so mm-hmm. it's like you know, getting my creativity out there and see what I can do that's different from everyone else. Because like <clears throat> for me, I forgot a song thought I see mixes. I see a lot of the same mixes, mm-hmm. um, especially like uh, let's see here. Um, like crybang stuff or stuff that that people would play like um, to to um, build up or uh, uh, like a, like a pre premix for like a, a Lost Lands Fest, you know? Yeah, those, those, those Couchlands. Like, yeah, Couchlands, and it's just all all the same stuff. So like my mindset was like, okay, uh, let me try to make something that's different. Uh, obviously, to, in, in my in my in my taste, mm-hmm. um, in which that's that was the. The one that, that came to me the most because I, I love a lot of, lot of the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's finding ways to clip things too. Yep. And your flips are freaking hot, dude. Oh, like I've, I've seen this man DJ live at the party, at the after party. And it's always, bro, he just explain to them what you do, man. I thought it was so crazy when you first explained it to me. Yeah. Um, so I got into production maybe around like 20, 2015, 2016. And, um, you know, because I, I was like, okay, I, I kind of want to DJ, you know, it's just like going to shows. Yeah, and it's like, like yeah. the next step. Yeah. Because yeah. prior prior to DJing, I used to, I used to be boy. I used to break dance a lot. For sure. uh, and I was the guy to actually make, make uh, those mixtapes on, on a, a CD or board music on the CD mm-hmm. and then play it on a boombox. Yeah. So I always had that background of like being involved in music. Uh, and I always, and, and, you know, uh, with that being said, I, I was like, okay, why not just start into production and start making yeah. music, right? So I couldn't immediately get into like making my own original sound yet because I was still new to the game. I was YouTubing and everything. I was trying to study, uh, figure out how Ableton works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, when I got a grasp of it, um, I, I, I tend to, when I, when I listen to music, I tend to try to think other other sounds or other yeah like like you're, it's almost like your brain's mixing yeah like yeah you're listening to the one song and you're thinking of like oh what well, would sound good with it yeah that's not what sound dope to it yeah. so a lot of that comes to mind and then when i get into the production part of it uh, over in ableton um i i just put all my creativity into you know the, mm-hmm. the workstation and see if it fits and and then like uh the cool thing that i like about your sets too is like your transitions from house to dubstep mm-hmm. are pretty clean 
And like, that's that's a, that's a pretty big tempo jump. That's like a 20 BPM tempo jump, 25 BPM tempo jump. Yeah. That's another thing that I, I, I pride myself in, um, is to just, just venture out into different genres because Mm -hmm. I love, I love house. I love dub. Mm-hmm. I love bass. I love trap. I love D&B. Mm-hmm. A little um, bit of everything. A little bit of everything, yeah. And, and he literally plays a little bit of everything. I love that. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's not often you see that. It's usually, like, you know, straight house all night. Yeah. Or, you know, straight dubstep. Usually within the parameters of the beat of the tempo. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's something to keep the, uh, the audience on their toes. You yeah. Know? For sure. And then, did you have, like, any influence on, like... When you started like break dancing, or like were all the boys in high school break dancing? So that's what you were doing, or uh, like what? What do you mean by influence? Like, like did you have like anyone in your family that kind of influenced you to oh, get like into like the creative space, uh, or anyone I, you looked up to, or anything yeah. like that? I would say like when I when I first got into EDM, which is like I think 2013, and it was a, a venture club that, mm, that played here. The club's good, yeah, in mm-hmm. um, Skyway. Um, because I think my with my my, my b-board friends, they were never into the EDM scene because they're still you know focused on break dancing, um, creating their own excuse me, creating their own studio and all of that. And I I, I um, for my life or I guess my school life, I I moved um, to Chicago my junior junior uh, my junior year in high school and basically just parted ways from my childhood friends. Um, Were you originally from here then or? Uh, I was born in Chicago, but okay. I moved here when I was two. Gotcha. So I was here for most of my life. Um, but my, my, my parents are mainly my dad, my dad's sides over in Illinois. Mm-hmm. So I went over there, finished high school, uh, finished my first semester of uh, community college and then decided to move back here in Minnesota. Right. Um, and then, you know, my, my friends that were, that were still here um, or that are still here, uh, they're still doing b-boy yep. whereas I went to another community college I met up with other friends and then that 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 ventured into like okay hey how about you you want to go to the show yeah which is was adventure club and when I went I was like this, this is pretty dope this was that tight. at Skyway yeah Skyway what did you think of Skyway the first few times what do you I, think about it since it was like all new to me at first mm-hmm. I thought it was like really sick because uh, the Skyway layout has you know it's kind of like, like a like theater yeah, like, yeah. it used slanted. to be a theater yeah mm-hmm. you know? And uh, yeah, that that just opened my eyes into it. I, I eventually learned more and um, started going to shows with my my brother and my cousins in, okay. in Illinois. Yep. And I think their their influence uh, on their taste is is what I I, I leached onto and started to love myself. I feel like too Chicago has a pretty big EDM scene there mm-hmm. or down there. They have the Prism down there. Prism usually goes all night, like till six p six a.m. or something, right? Jeez. I think yeah, I think there's so many that go up to like five. Yeah. Um, the the one I went to that was really nice um, when we all first went and and all my friends that are in my current group all went um, was in the Argon Argon Ballroom. I don't think I've heard, I haven't heard of it. Yeah, it's one of the bigger yeah. venues there, but the layout is so sick because like it's kind of like a coliseum layout where okay. uh, there's two levels, but then if you look at the very top of the roof, there's like painted skies into it. Yeah. So it, it, it brought that vibe and we're all like, because like the, the first years of EDM, especially between I think 20, 2013 up to 2018, 2019, I feel like it was the peak peak era. Yeah, that's way before my time, man. Yeah. I, I don't know nothing about that. Because it, it was like, it was like 
not as mainstream as, as it is today, right? right yeah. yeah. So it's like a lot more, less worrying about like um, uh, thieves and you know uh, pickpocketers. Oh yeah, you're stuff. talking about like the plur vibes were actually. Plur. I got yeah. into the scene probably like 2014, 2014, like junior year of high school, I would say. Yeah, so like, what was popping music around the time? Like, I know Skrillex. Well, was I went his... to yeah Skrillex yes, for oh sure, but uh, I remember I went to Somerset, and before then, like we just wanted to go on like a a boys trip kind of before our senior year of high school mm-hmm. and it was a 16 plus at the time and there was a couple big like hip-hop artists on the lineup but the, all the rest were edm artists i've never even like heard of these people but mm-hmm. we're gonna go it's an hour away and that's kind of like how the whole edm stuff started for me dude yeah it's you go to one and it's like that shit was fucking dope i think yeah and yeah. That, i mean this is way before bass nectar became a weirdo so like he mm-hmm. closed the, the festival that year yep um so that's, I even think like Datsik played that year too before he got all weird. Oh, with the Tulsa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fucking got, didn't get into the scene till like 2018. That's all right. Yeah. So I'm a little, little bit late, but same, similar story. Hey, well, you're here now. I'm here now, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, a similar story, you know, production led to something, led to something, led to something. And you're like spinning too. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. just fanning like me. We out here. Um, how, did, how did you meet? Uh, so we're mutuals through Weekend Bender. Mm-hmm. so like who did you meet first in that squad how'd you get to know those guys so it, they're it's, all pretty good shit yeah it's all yeah. like a, a lot of mutuals yeah so like um the story with with johnny or or you know one part of weekend vendor yeah we went to an after and um you know being like a like a a bedroom dj they they brought their setup and uh, i went over and just to chill and you know yeah hang out, hang out with and stuff yeah and like, oh, you want to DJ? So I was like, oh, I saw a deck there, and I was kind of drunk too. So I was, kind of <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know, fuck it, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna see what I can do here, and you know, you know, and and to note, you know, the the, the songs, the playlists, yeah, the, the DJ setup, you know, it's all get that liquid courage and all you. new to me in terms yeah. of like um my my comfort zone. Yep. But, but when I started mixing, and Johnny saw me mixing, he's like, holy shit, this dude can mix. Because I was like, just like, did it kind of come naturally to you? Yeah, yeah. No. I was just like chopping it up i was looping everything i was playing all his music all, all house music too and yep. it's like man this guy can really mix so we started talking more from there and um he he really wanted to know more or, or dig my brain you know, yeah pick on, your brain a little yeah, bit yeah. in terms of how i dj and all that stuff there so that's that's how we connected uh more so because of that reason and yep. he started doing shows and um you know from that point on it, it, it's another another um influence that i saw Mm-hmm. myself that okay if if you know if one homie does start doing shows then yeah you know you kind of want to start doing shows because you don't want to be left alone or left yep. out and it's that. crazy because like the whole group blows up around the same time mm-hmm. and that's that's wild i feel like that's why all these celebrities got pictures of like way back then with each other yeah because they were on the same group you know blew mm-hmm. up around the same time mm-hmm. i almost call it like a class yeah like the same way we go to high school and shit that, that makes sense you know what i'm saying call it that yeah yeah the way i understand it uh, let's talk about afters a little bit. <laughs> What's your favorite part of an afters, man? I always love a good night at the club, and then we get the A hey, man. The move is here. Like, so uh, I, I think it's just the whole. Uh, yeah. And I think it's also given my age now, since I'm I'm getting older and older. You know, afters are getting a lot harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, it, how it's, how it's, old are you? If you don't mind me asking, I'm, I'm 31. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Damn, I didn't even know that, bro. I mean, I'm already, I'm yeah. only 26 and I'm already starting to feel that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it comes up fast. That's, that's my, uh, my tips to y'all, mm-hmm. you know, when you guys get older, but 
Um, I think my favorite part right now is, is just the kickback, you know, the kickback part kickback of it. Here. You know, you, you yeah. can go back out there, a good show, and kind of kick back, chill with the homies, sober up. Yeah, and then I don't know about that sober up part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you, uh, sometimes you don't sober up. But yeah, it, it gives yeah. me more, uh, I guess, more time to like just just share more stuff about me. Yeah, uh, whether it's just talking about life playing games or even the new stuff that I have for music. Yeah. You know, like, all ideas, you know, with yeah. each other. Yeah. yeah. At the last one, they had a whole deck set up and we were just spinning, chilling, drinking, talking. Okay. So for time. like an, an afters, like, is it usually like at someone's crib or where's normally yeah, an afters take place? You think? For the most part, yeah. it's someone's crib. Yeah. Someone's kitchen. Yeah. Someone's I mean, kitchen. that's <laughs> shit, dude. Maybe yeah. some food while you're out there. Bro, yeah. Some, I mean, some, <laughs> I've been to somewhere they have like pizza, bro. Like, yeah. like laid out, very hospitable yeah for sure yeah i think for me too like we, we have a, we tend to have a lot of athletes at my place uh and you know my job as a host and um i also love to cook too dude i love hosting yeah it's the best it's 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 like uh you know your your comfort zone but you can walk and, people and in. you don't have to worry about getting yourself home you're already home yeah, you can pass out <laughs> so nice so yeah i always uh want to provide food for my friends if i can so yeah. I, I cook for them too uh, and fun fact, the origin of my name Munchie wasn't even because like it's weed related. It's right. more, more so because I love to cook food. Oh sure. yeah, I remember you yeah. telling me that. Yeah. Nice. So because I, I was in the process of like, what should my DJ name be? And my friends were like, how about Munchie? Because he likes to cook. So yeah. I was like, oh. And your your logo is sick too, bro. Like his, uh, it's like the M, but it's like looks like a monster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fucking dope. So it's it's you know, and you know, moving forward and starting doing shows, I I realized that I can't have like a, a specific logo i would actually have like a need to have a dj font mm -hmm. so worked on that too as well and uh doing the process of um marketing and promoting my first show so yeah. there's a lot of work that i had to do behind the scenes yeah. to make things right um and also um since you know this is my first time i i my main thought is not to fuck up you know yeah. I, I have to make sure i put on the best show i can every time make the most of it mm -hmm. i get it you got anything planned for the future any ideas or nothing you could talk about yet? I can talk about it. Um, so it's it's um we're currently waiting on on a flyer, but this this is fairly new news that that came to me. Um, fun from from that friend from Houston. Um, he met some promoters that over in Houston, and basically that promoter hosted a lot of shows where he like included like Shaq, Arm oh, Hammer, DJ um, Diesel, that'd be yeah, yeah, big big artists for his his um his uh venues and everything like that. So he asked me about um about me, and um he hit me back up. We we exchanged emails, and he's like, "Hey, you do you want to do a show at uh Totos, which is like another venue in Houston? Okay, in um, Texas, that'd be sweet. Yeah, yeah, and then basically he told me that you're gonna be open for DJ Baby Boy, which is another DJ that I grew up listening to. Mm -hmm. Um, specifically, he plays like specific like break beats and stuff, like okay. really we um like kind of the older EDM, <laughs> yeah." Which uh, still still bangs to this day. Yeah. You know, I try to incorporate that into my sets. But um, he, he gave me like a, a time stop, and then the, the time stop was a direct opener time stop for DJ Baby Boy. Damn, that's huge, man. Yeah. For, and for, then uh, those uh, time slots in Houston, like the direct openers are what, like two to three. Yep. So it, mine time slot would be eleven thirty to twelve thirty. Okay. And then closers are usually about an hour and a half, so yep. twelve thirty to close too okay. far. So I'm I'm really pumped for that. Yep. Um, and it's kind of like a, it's still surreal to me just to think that 
since I just did a show this year, my my, my first show, mm-hmm. um, that um, I'm able to do another show out of state. I was just gonna say, you know, out of state, like that's yeah, man. That's, when you, when you awesome. when you flex like that, and you're not even <laughs> flexing, bro. You're just you're unintentionally flexing, bro. Yeah. It's like you, when you sell out your first show, the doors open up, man. It's crazy. Like Weekend Bender sold out their first headline show too, um, and like now they just headlined the Sim show last night, and like it didn't even get popping till their set. Yeah, you know we were all there. Yeah. Exactly. And then like, so DJ Wolfgard is also part of that group that I know sold out his first show. And then that kind of spiraled them into a whole bunch of stuff too. So like when, when you do something like that, like people notice. Yeah, it's, it's definitely out of my comfort zone. Um, but that's the best part of life, I, I would say. Because mm-hmm. if you're doing things that are outside your comfort zone, that means you're, you're, you're progressing. It's good for you. Yeah, yeah. it's growth. Growth Might happens. be scary as fuck, but just do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so uh, when is the Houston Houston event going down? So Houston event is gonna be on um, December first. December first. Yeah, that's uh, five days before my yeah. birthday. Okay, five days before happy your early birthday. birthday, man. Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> trying to like, <laughs> ask for a happy birthday. But oh, <laughs> I appreciate you. We're partying, man. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's 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 gonna be a a, a pretty busy uh, month uh, a couple months coming up here. Um, obviously Halloween is already next week. Yep. It's crazy. Um, but that the month crazy. of November is Thanksgiving. I, I I need to spend time with my family, so I'm planning planning flying flying uh, to sh- Chicago visit, and then fly straight to Houston to do the show for TG Baby Boy, then fly back because the week after is late night takeout. Oh yeah, late night takeout's coming up, man. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about that a little bit, man. So uh, late night takeout, whorehouse, right? Mm-hmm. And the hideout. Yep. Two souls. Dual stage experience is what we call it. <laughs> Dual stage experience. Yeah. So, uh, so what's going on, on both stages? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I can get into more detail about that there. Um, At a later time or right now? Is, no, it, is there certain things you can and can't talk about? There, there, there might be certain things. So I, yeah. I'll limit myself, but I'll okay. keep it. I'll keep it kind of vague. Yep. Um, on on what I can say. Yep. Um, because everything that's been said has always been said on social media. Okay. So. Uh, late I take out the concept. Um, I think came originally from Johnny. Yep. Uh, and then we were talking about this at the afters. Yeah. You know? The afters, man. Business be popping off. Yeah, at the yeah afters. exactly. So we talked was, about this podcast at the afters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was at the afters, and I was talking with Johnny, and Johnny had ideas like, "Hey, why don't you just why don't we start a group? Um, um, that it can be like all minorities." Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, you know, AAPI. Yep. Um, and we can just just do our own shows and just just be be a part of the community more, mm-hmm. but in our way. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, that's a dope idea. I love the idea because what I was thinking at the time is, if you think about like East Coast, West Coast, they do have um, those uh, those groups already mm-hmm. that do shows, and they are mainly you know minorities. Yeah. So. There's there's not much that I can think of or know that there's here in Midwest mm-hmm. that does that. So late night, you know, came to be from that reason. Um, and yeah, we obviously we want it to be open for everyone to come. Yeah. Um, and how we were planning it initially was like, okay, uh, what was the venue? So poor house was the first venue that came to mind, and then end up being. Both stages, Pearls and Hideout, yep. which was dope, and then which means that we can host more DJs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got eight DJs on the lineup so far. Is that public news yet? The the lineup or not yet? We'll we'll be finalizing that lineup um, okay. next month. Okay. So keep your keep your eyes peeled on, on our socials, late night takeout. 
Um, but yeah, it, it's it's gonna be a, a setup where we're flipping genres halfway. Okay. So what that means is we're gonna play house music on on one stage for two hours, and then flip it over to bass music on that stage, and vice versa for the hideout. Gotcha. I like that idea. Yeah, mm -hmm. a little bit of everything for yeah. everybody. Do you think there's gonna be those people that are like oh, I fuck with dubstep and go back to listening to dubstep again? Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, we're, it's, everyone's welcome. Yeah. But I, 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 I have a good feeling that it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a fun show. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a dub concept. I've never experienced a stage swap. Yeah. So yeah. when I first heard about it, I'm like, that's a pretty, pretty interesting concept right there. Right. Because yeah. uh, first of its kind, it's kind of like a little mini festival in a way. You yeah. Know? Like you wanna go to the stage, you can go over that stage and check it out. Um, Dude, imagine taking over a whole strip. That'd be wild. Or something like that. Like yeah. the idea just gets so big. You take over like four or five bars. That'd be crazy. And then just starts. Yeah, that'd be insane. <laughs> so one day, I hope. Hope, Yeah, for real. But yeah, it's uh, it's December 8th. Um, if if, if, uh, if you're on tickets, tickets right now, they're on pre-sale for $15. But they will be going up next month in November. Okay, gotcha. Fuck yeah. Can't wait for that, dude. I'm going to be in there. For sure. Yeah, so my, because uh, it, it's a lot, um, when I say there's a lot of work, because I, I, I want to um, make two different sets. Obviously one for Late Night, but also one for Baby Boy. Yeah. Because um, I, I have uh, specific songs I would want to play down south that would cater more. To that crowd. To the crowd, yeah. Yeah. Uh, versus late night, and mm -hmm. with late night, I'm I'm debuting my uh, kill base mix, volume five. Nice. Um, that that's slowly been a hit because that's that's all that's that's the main mix that I will share all my friends um, on, and they love it. Yeah. You know? Is it? You said uh, it's the first time you're debuting it, so it's not on SoundCloud, not on any of that. Not yet. Did, so did you spin any of it that uh, those few times we hung out? Uh, I think I played a little bit of the intro when yeah, you, a little bit of the intro when we were driving, but yeah. besides that, uh. I've been doing a better job on keeping on the wraps because yeah. when when it comes to actors and when I mentioned I, I like to share stuff, <laughs> I like to share unreleased music. Yeah. Which I trust me, I, I wake up the day after I'm like, You're like I should, why did I, why I do that? But dude, it's hard to not tell people shit like that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's a banger, you yeah. know, in my ears. You get excited about yeah, it. Yeah, like I'm you trying want... to bounce it off someone and see yeah. what they think. And then next thing you know, you wake up and it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you like shit. It's public news. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've gotten better at that, at doing that, uh, on on keeping my stuff on the low low. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to debut that. It's going to be, it's going to be a crazy mix. It's going to be, um, I think it's gonna be Skrillex inspired, uh, a lot more hip hop into it. Okay. Uh, obviously, since I'm, I'm, I will be performing at the bass stage of it in late night. It's gonna be a lot of bass music into it too as well. Yep. But uh, obviously, with my style of DJ in terms of um, playing different genres, so I can play like bass house or DMB on top of that, you know, on top of dubstep mm -hmm. and you know, and our trap. So yeah, just yeah, keep man. your keep your uh, ears open for that coming up on December eighth. Fucking DJ Munchie, man. I swear, dude. You're that's, fucking lit. That's two days after my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a birthday shout out. <laughs> my man. I'll have to pull up then for sure. <laughs> Bro, I'll record it. We could splice it into the vid. No, I'm just kidding. It'll be, it'll be out way. It'll be a, this will drop way before that. Yeah, this will drop way yeah. before that. Oh, okay. hopefully if Tony does his job correctly. Yeah, shit though. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He always gets it done. The the genre hopping is crazy for me though. It's it's dope how you do it so good so well. And like it's crazy that you know you you've you managed to keep yourself hidden from the public eye 
yet you got like your hand in a, a bunch of areas mm-hmm. and it's like is that how you intend it to be you or one day are you just gonna like release everything double down on like so- social media yeah, it, yeah. It's, it, it's 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 still all new to me yeah. um and it's a lot of work especially in the marketing side i, I didn't mm-hmm. realize that that marketing itself especially if you have no team yeah takes a lot of work and effort to go. oh yeah i mean i feel like at the beginning for everyone it's on them you know what i mean yeah we'd love the help to pay or pay someone to do some of this shit but mm-hmm. i don't have the money for that exactly so, mm-hmm. so you, have to, you have to figure out cost too as well yep. and all that um but yeah it, it's a slow ramp for me even though it seems fast and big right mm-hmm. now since so i'm doing a lot more shows um in such a short time frame um but once i i i, I i'm more comfortable within the concept of doing shows um, and then hopefully making it into a career where I'm getting paid that I don't have to rely on my current job now. Yep. You know, then, then I would choose to double down and start. Yeah. Know. Once the game starts sustaining itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that to a T man. If you don't mind me asking, uh, what's your day job? Uh, so my day job, I work in tech. Um, I'm in billing. Gotcha. So we're kind of like a uh, account manager for billing here, but, you know, it's any other tech job. I, I mm-hmm. trust me, it, it took a lot of uh, hard work to get there. <laughs> yeah, no, for but, sure. But yeah, I, I think I'm more blessed that my job gives me the ability to remotely work from home. That's nice. I don't feel like I want to get anything done at home, but it is nice to have that option. Yeah, it's it's a double edged sword for sure, because um, everything it's there when you wake up. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you're just it's it's the same environment. So you you work from home, you do work, but then after that. I, I jump right into my doll, you know, my Ableton mm-hmm. and start working with music. And sometimes I'd be working from, you know, I, I start work at eight and I, I, I finish work at four. And yeah. then I, from there, I would, I would work on music up until like 2 a.m. sometimes. It, time flies when you make music, too. It, it does. Yeah, it's, it does. Like, it's like, especially if you, your room is dark, you got the curtains closed, mm-hmm. you just get to work and you check your phone and it's like five hours just went by. Yeah, yeah. You know? it's, it's a lot of... And you're, you're only working on that same drop. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of repetitiveness, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, man. Uh, one thing I've always gotten is like, you know, producers, we, we were listening to the same section over and over again for hours on hours. And it's like, imagine how your like roommates feel, you know? It's like, yeah. <laughs> especially if you're making a banger, it's like, so it like, drops for yeah, a little bit. Plus. I don't make music, yeah. but I've seen Tony like edit his yeah. shit. He used to have a pretty cool studio in his, like in his closet. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, I would not have the patience for this shit. That's why yeah. I appreciate music so much more because I don't make it. You know what I mean? And then like the producer's ear is like a like the curse of the producer's yeah, ear. Yeah, they get in their head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like not even that like you go see a show live yeah that's, and then, that's another thing too yeah because when you go to shows live now you're you're, you're so embed embedded with the thought of making music and and when you go about going to shows because be, beforehand you just go to shows and just enjoy shows right? exactly but now you're going to shows you kind of critique now you're forced to yeah. like you know listen to the transitions or yeah. the songs that are coming it's up it's almost kind of like uh bringing tony to a concert yeah he like he's like having fun but he also just wants to like get work done like yeah I, like when i'm just like at the show like enjoying it like You're having a good time he's like, over here like yo let's kill like some tequila shots <laughs> like let's <laughs> like do some dancing or something for real this kid's trying to like find out like who like put the show on and like the lighting guy or some yeah. shit yeah no it's it's real though man i remember once i started getting into that mindset i'd go to shows and i would try to break down the different layers in a song 
Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I, I would peep the trend, like you said, the transitions, like how they would build it up and transition to the next section. Yeah. And like, it's a, uh, it, it's a good form of training your ear actually, but it's like a curse too. Cause it is, yeah. it, it, you know, it kind of ruins the, the excitement Yeah, because like being a DJ, you have to look for a lot of music. So you're like a great dig mm-hmm. for a lot of music, yeah. right? Yeah. So you listen to hundreds and hundreds of tracks per day. Yep. Um, different kind of remixes of the same track. And then when you get to a show and you listen to it, it kind of ruins that surprise now because like you heard that remix before, you heard that track before. Yep. Yeah. Whereas, you know, when I when I first got into it around like 2013, um, in that period, God. it's all new to me. So when I heard a job, I'm like, oh, it's the sixth job ever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then it so for me, um, you know how the artists make their VIP. And kind of like you said, you don't you don't hear it till you go see the artist play. Yep. And then you hear you're like that was fucking sexy, that was fire. Mm-hmm. But then you go on Bport and you see the VIP is like available to buy it. Yeah. And then now it like ruins that, how exactly. Yeah. That 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 the surprise of that song exactly because that's what I noticed too a lot, um, especially over at Lost Lands. Mm-hmm. Every DJ that was playing on the main stage. Did you go this year? VIP. Uh, I didn't go this year. What year did you go? Uh, I didn't go at all. Okay. Yeah. But uh, Couchlands. Yeah, Couchlands. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was going to ask a question too. I was like, have you been to any festivals? Um, This year I went to uh, Heat Wave over in Chicago. Gotcha. But it's more like Cold Wave because it was cold as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was raining and I was like shaking my tits and everything. I, was like, <laughs> I don't know if I was dancing or just shaking so hard. But so, do you go to like, like a lot of um, just like shows in Minneapolis then? Or? Uh, I not, not, not recently. Um, I, I I think the main shows I would go to is either just to hang out with friends. Like local. So like Tiesto um, was a recent one. I like that one. That was good. Um, I went over to, uh, who, who was playing? Not like Dub DJ Barca, who was playing? Skyway? Um, no, it was at Armory. Armory. Um, so I was trying to buy my tickets for Slander that day too, but I forgot who I was. Slander's good. Yeah, that's the, slander, sec- that's the second last... favorite show I've seen. Slander. I saw the last time he was at the Armory. Yep. With Glitch Mob. Pretty sure. Yeah, I was pretty. They had that stage that was like a circle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the eyes. What they call the it? The eye. Yeah, I yeah. think they're coming again pretty soon, though. Yeah. Yeah, they're it's, coming on the same day that I'm. I'm. I'm doing the show over Houston. Oh no! Oh, you're not sure. so. okay. It's about, I forgot. It's like show season now. Like it was just festy season not that long ago. It's about yeah. to be. The the winter time is always pretty good in Minnesota for sure. Oh yeah. yeah, sub and excision usually always come like around winter time. Fuck yeah. Yeah, they they just announced the um ZZ and Zed. You going to both of those? That'd be tight. It's still in the air because yeah. uh, my initial plan was to go to Houston for, oh. for um, New Year's. Okay. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what's going on. I'm trying to get a group of friends to go to uh, Denver with me for Mal P. Mal P? Yeah. Mal P's fucking yeah, late, Mal P's fire. Yeah. I want to go to a Red Rock show really bad. I guess oh, you got to hike to get into Red Rocks. That's fine with me. Oh, okay. I just gotta experience it. Not a hiker. You, I, I did too. I'm not you a hiker. You, you been Red Rocks? <laughs> no, I, no. I, I was gonna go for Zed's Dead when yeah. they first announced uh, Dead Rocks for the first time. Well, yeah. normally too, uh, like bigger DJs and artists book that like two, three nights in a row. Mm-hmm. Yep. I I really wanted to go to the uh, the Skrillex one. We had the five that hour one, mm-hmm. but tickets sold out so fast. It was crazy because mm-hmm. lost scalpers, and then they uh, they did a thing where they they caught on to scalpers and. Um, sent out an email like, "Hey, we're gonna do another another round of uh, tickets to be to be uh, sold. Um, but if you get an email, then you, you get you get a chance to buy it." Unfortunately, I didn't get an email, so damn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 
Skrillex is one of those artists I want to see, but I haven't seen. I saw him in Tampa Bay. What year? It was Sunset Music Festival. Um, that had to be probably three, four years ago already. Three or four years ago? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't tell you. So either. it was like new Skrillex. Uh no. I wouldn't say that. Um he was already pretty established by the time I saw him. No, I meant like new age Skrillex. Like new yes, like new yes. music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like yeah, sorry. I think I heard you yeah. incorrectly. No, 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 yeah. Um yeah, I'm uh I'm more of a fan of his like I like his old shit too. I like his old shit. Like better. Breaking a Sweat is one of my favorite. Oh, songs. Sick, yeah. And at the end how they play um what's it? Um Morrison, how he's like he's predicting EDM music like thirty years prior. Like I don't know if you remember that part of the song, like no. at the end. He's like in an interview and they're saying he's saying that in the future it's gonna be like all electronics mm-hmm. and like discs and shit like that. And this was like before dubstep or house or dance music was even a thing so he basically like called it out yeah yeah i mean the lebron james of uh of edm mm-hmm. much. <laughs> definitely pioneer for sure <laughs> yeah because uh, i remember his ultra set in miami um the one where he had jack U. is that diplo and that's well, diplo's group right or yeah, is that Dip- major laser uh diplo and um skrillex that's jack U. yep jack U. okay it's when they introduced jack U and then about like justin bieber yeah, but that that's an overall prior to the Jackie part was just banger out there, banger out there, bangers. Such such a good set. The the only Jackie song I am actually familiar with is that Justin Bieber song. I need you the most. Oh. Uh, is that what it's called? I need you the most. No, where, where? I need you. I need you. Or something like that. Bieber fever. Is it, where are you now? <laughs> yeah, where, where are, are you, you now? now? That I need you. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was like the one that blew up the most out of them. But yeah. then I seen a lot of like Jack U, but I didn't know it was Diplo and Skrillex. Yep. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. Diplo. Sorry. And then Major Lazer is who? It's it's another one of Diplo's group. Um, it's Diplo and some other people. I'm yeah, sure. it's like exactly. two other people. But they actually have some good shit too, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Major lasers, good time. Yep. Well, I mean, it's a good. It's been a good fucking interview, though. You got any, you got any wise words to say for these uh, for these up new coming DJs? You got any any anything you would wish you did different? I I would say um, the whole um, thought of the comfort zone type of thing. Oh, yeah. You know, get out of your comfort zone. Okay. Don't be afraid of doing things that um that you're afraid to do when you do it just do it and do it the best you can um because when i did it i i i didn't think about the failures of it i just thought about producing the good show right you know yep because if i if i were to think about all the failures of it then i'm gonna get nowhere get think optimistic about life yep. you know so um yeah right. just be confident in your product um i know it's cliche to say that um when you work on a craft um so much that you you, you can get nowhere but you, you actually get places when you work on something that you love to do every day, every day in your life, you know? Oh yeah. So that, that's me right now. I, I'm put my, you know, put to the pedal, just keep working on it and get better at my craft. And then eventually I'll get there. Fuck yeah, man. And then uh, where do people find your music at? So they can find my music on SoundCloud for now. Um, under, I think Munchie Music. So you can check that out. I have all my mixes on there, my edits. Um, my flips and all that stuff. Yep. Instagram, other social medias, Facebook. Instagram, I do have two pages: my personal and my main one, which is uh, Munchie Matt Music. 
Gotcha. So check that out. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, like I said, there's going to be a lot more munchie coming up yep. next year for sure. Oh, yeah. So I have a lot of fun projects working behind the scenes right now that I can't say, but yeah, I'm excited to show. I'm going to try and make it out December 8th. Oh, yeah, baby. Well, Appreciate bro, you fun. coming on. Yeah, yeah thank you no, so much, man. Thanks for having me, boys. This is the Gotta Be Good podcast, y'all. Thank you for watching. We out of here. Comment, like, subscribe. Let's go. Deuce.